Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you, you forgot to enter. And the double clap signifies the start of an episode. And listen, before we start, before we start, hey everybody, I'm Connor Hallway, and this is the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you cry, you laugh, you're entertained, or you might learn something, dude, just share it with a friend. And if you don't have friends, should be listening to podcasts. I'll be your friend. Okay. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how old you are. Okay. <laughs> what's the what's the uh, general viewing age of this podcast going? The listening age and the viewing age is much different. Whoa. <laughs> okay. None, <laughs> nonetheless, a couple little house cleaning notes. The GDP hustle pitch competition is over. Our boys from Boston Empire won. There was a, a close match there at the end. Empire one shouts to them. Number two, we just started. Well, I guess this won't air until the the giveaway. I guess it won't air. So, so disregard what I just said. And number three, who else is in the room before I introduce our guest? Yo, yo, C Mac here, and Tizai Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And and can you guys can you guys give you GDP code names in case people don't know? They yep. call me Bix. And Young Foy. Which stands for? Fountain of Youth. That's a classic nickname, is it not? <laughs> I, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Original. All right, so listen. At GDP Hustle, we we tossed a curveball in there. And actually, I got an idea from our guest's brother. I was like, we, they came on the show, and they were like, yo, you should have a barber at your event giving out lineups. And I was like, bro, that is the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> So I hit up Nikki Buckets, and I said, yo, dude, can you come to the event and get out some freshies? And he said, dude, I got you, bro. Oh, he showed up slicing all night. He had a line the whole night. He was telling people to come back in two hours. You remember Mateo? You're like, yo, bro, come back at 830, dog. Yeah, they weren't happy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I was totally amazed and mesmerized that even when Jack and I were breaking down the event, this dude was still over here cutting hair through the night. Not tired, all motor, kept going. That was some work ethic, boy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. 100%. Um, it's funny because about only an hour into me cutting, people were already saying things like that. Man, you got a motor, you got a motor. I'm like, this has just been one hour. It's funny that people think that that's a long time to consistently just be cutting an hour or two, but that's nothing. Why? Would you do like a 16-hour day normally? Say I go in at 12, I'll usually leave around 11, probably at the earliest. So 11 straight. Do most barbers start at noon? No, they start way earlier than that, but they'll usually leave earlier too. So, so, you'll, so you'll do a, a nice 12-hour day? To make a good amount of money being a barber, though, you got to put in the hours. So if the guys come in early... They're not, whatever. Everyone, all the barbers that are making money are putting in a lot of hours. And they have that high price point, too. Like, you got it, that artisan price point, right? Well, before, actually, before we begin, can you just elaborate <laughs> who you are and what you do? I'm Nick Testa. I am a barber since 2012. I got my license, and I've been working in Lou Diamond's Barbershop in Everett ever since. Um, that's about it. So you've been at the same shop seven years? 
Uh, yeah, last year I went to uh, Razor Right in Somerville, and me and the owner of my original shop in Everett just hashed things up. So I think in the next couple of weeks I'm going back to my residency where it all began. So how did you initially start developing a client base and people start trusting you to cut their hair? Because I'm sure it was like a client-by-client client basis, right? So when I was in barber school, my I didn't see my barber for a couple of years because I started growing on my hair long before I started going to barber school. So I ended up going to my cousin who was a hairstylist and was killing the top of my head with the long hair with the scissors. So I didn't go to my barber for a couple of years. Like, like longer than this? The same, about, same this like? about this length that I have right now with okay. the man bun. So um, I, sign, I, end up, I don't see my barber for a couple of years. I sign up for hair school. But two weeks into hair school, my barber ends up walking into the school. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? He ends up walking into the shop because a couple of his barbers left him. So he was in barber school looking for, a, for, new, for new blood. So it was, a, it was a wrap of a sense that later that day, I just walked over to the shop, started cutting. But, um, and you always wanted to be a barber? I always valued a fresh cut, bro. Whenever I would, <laughs> even like when I was a little kid, I always like just valued, like when the Bible was done cut my hair, even when I was a little kid, five, six, seven, when he was done cut my hair, I always like valued the cut, but I never really thought of being a barber. I always just liked the cut. And then in middle school, and when I started going to the my barber that I ended up working for, he was putting swag to it and style to it. And that's well, when like I started. Well, like Tiger Strikes and stuff? Just even him, like his personality and the way he dressed and everything when he was cutting your hair and the... In the atmosphere that he created in the shop was super dope, and that's when I f I think like it just kind of like uh, it went from valuing the cut to being like you know what I actually would like like to give the cut as well and create that atmosphere that he was. So at this time when you were like five six, were you getting lineups? You were getting buzz cuts or like <laughs> I was getting the the flat top, the the army oh, flat shit. top, <laughs> yeah, with the glue stick in the front. Okay, yep. okay, Ranger Rick. <laughs> then what made you do this, dog? Um, so then I went from, then I was going flat top, kind of like you a little bit, putting it up a little bit more. What do you call this right now? I don't know what the, I call it the Mugatu. <laughs> the Mugatu? The <laughs> yes, Sensei? Yes, sensei. sir. <laughs> Jack, what do you call your, yours right now? <laughs> mop top? The mop top. Well, we call it, we say Jack looks like Aquaman. If you can... Me and Jack got similar, I just got the shorter sides. And, and But you got the thicker beard, too. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get my shit to that length. That's a fact. So what would you call C-Max? Uh, the men's regular. So do people come Sorry into the shop and they're like, yo, they're like, yo, bro, I want the men's regular? You're like, all right, dog. You're like, all right, fine. <laughs> I don't think they they don't articulate it that like that because I think that, but some of, a lot of them do. It's a good looking cut, though. It's no basic. I, I put my little touch to it to spice it up a little bit. Like, you know? like what would you do to him? You give him a little gel <laughs> in the front? A little hard edge? He's looking I at wouldn't you. give him square sideburns. Twenty twenty is kind of out, right? You either wanted to just come into your beard, or you bald out the sideburns. Sideburns in two thousand twenty is out. We don't do that. Weird, kind of <laughs> weird. Get a little scruff, have it connecting to the scruff. What if you can't With grow the, the back, scruff, though? A square back is kind of eh, a little too professional. Faded out in the back, a line up in the square back is kind of out. Oh, eh. That that's not in. You said line it up. Yeah, line the sideburns up. Yeah, but to a point. Ludicrous, yeah. I, what do you mean? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to take in, you know, who they are, kind of how they dress, how they talk, what they do for for, for prof profession, right? 
everything like that. So you were taken into account and then you assess these things when new clients come to you. Yeah. So you listen to what they want first. Right. I would just listen to it. Oh, what do you want to do today? And when they tell me I'll make suggestions and come up with my best idea, I'll run it back to them and we'll make it work. Yeah. So when you initially go to the shop, the Lou Diamond shop, who trusts you with their first cut? I think it was Justin Robinson, black kid with waves. And he now, trusted the white <coughs> kid to cut Waves is when you have curly, kinky hair that African-Americans have, right? But it's cut short into a small afro, and they lay it down. And that's what creates the wave pattern on the low cuts, right? And uh, I had no idea what the hell I was doing, so he sits in my chair first. Dude, I've never, cut, out, right? I've never cut the wave pattern before. Yeah, so the owner of the shop, Gene... Comes over, starts telling me what to do, whatever, thank God. And uh, the cut actually ended up coming out pretty dope. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going into the shop, I had no clientele. And um, he was super supportive of me, you know. So he had no barbers at the time. A couple of his barbers left him all at the same time. So when he came into hair school and got me, it was just me and him in the shop. And, um, yeah, definitely no one wanted to come to, to, the, to the new white guy in the shop. But um, he was supportive and just kept telling everyone to go to me, everyone to go to me, and just kept slowly building up. Did, did you blow any cuts at the beginning with anyone that you just totally fucked up? Honestly, bro, not really. I ain't no gonna way. lie. Not really. Like, I know I could have done better, but, like, to the customer's eyes, a Bob Rye and a, just a normal person's eyes, two different things, right? So my eye, I was like, oh, I wish I could have did this a little bit better, but the client doesn't isn't, didn't really notice the things, you know, that just my beginner skill set wasn't allowing me to do, they almost still didn't even notice it. You know, I, I kind of came in like with a, a, given a decent cut. So you had a confidence from the get, because I think that's most what, so mind you, shout out to my guys, Los Primos and Walton. That's normally where I get my cut. A lot of these dudes, they have just a natural confidence with the Clippers. You kind of need that it. to start? Absolutely, bro. You want to have confidence in everything you do, right? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely when you're dealing with, Cutting hair is such an intimate thing, right? You're in the person's face, you're in their personal space, but you're trying to make it like you're not in their personal space. So you got to have that confidence to make them feel comfortable, right? And you're giving them their whole, like a huge portion of their look and everything. So you definitely want that confidence when you execute. So you've never had a, a client come back to you, been like, yo, bro, you totally blew it. Like, you fucked up my move for the next three weeks. <laughs> Honestly, bro, never. That's a blessing, I'd say bro. the worst mistake I ever made was on my brother James. No it, way. Yeah, I went up too high on the sideburn or something. I, I was like, oh, my God. I actually think I can't I can't fix it. Like, I don't know how to do it <laughs> with, like, making it right his best. So Gene, the owner of the shop, Gene, ended up coming over and helping me out. But, yeah, it was on my brother, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> did, did James know that you blew it? I, did, I went up. I turned him into the mirror. I was like, bro, I'm, I, I fucked it up, dude. <laughs> he was like, dude. Yeah, he was pissed. He was scared, but he ended up fixing it. The other Bob ended up fixing it, so it was smooth. Well, he's over there like two, three times a week, bro. <laughs> he gets it, he gets it on the regular, dog. He does. He, come, he comes once a week. You well, 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 you know how all this started, right? I got the bed now. So. Well, well, so I had your brother on the podcast first, and then I had Nick, and they both had like these fresh-ass lineups. Oh, and I man, was like, bro, is this like bobbers. a? I was like, is this an Easty thing? Like these dudes come through with the cleanest cuts. I thought that was dope. 
hearing from the city that y'all from and then when you start hanging out with all the people from around here i'm like i think that's mad funny that you like notice that, that well, that's well, kind of like a, a, you know mike girardi he was here. The personal trainer runs a personal training business. Yep, Girardi's the man. You cut him up too, because his was crispy too. I never did, but at the event GDP Hustle, he did want a cup. But like you were saying earlier, there was a bunch of people that was already in line, so I didn't get to him. You weren't hot, the man, baby boy. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to cut Girardi performance though, but I didn't have a chance. So over time, you do people in, that are coming into your shop, shop start trusting you. How do you yep. grow your business? Like, are you just like, okay, I'm going to, I can start charging a little bit more now because people trust me or. So you want to, like we were saying with the confidence, right? So you want to, when you're trying to, it's all about making money. And, and once you start doing it too, you see like how you can build, you really start building relationships with your regular people and you really making someone feel good about themselves, right? When they come in and people start telling you, oh my God, every time I come in here, when I leave them in a better mood, like, you know, that, that's a, such a feel good, right? But. It is about the money too, right? So that's everything's building your confidence simultaneously. And when you're figuring out how much you're gonna charge for a cut, <clears throat> you're trying to get yourself booked. So you're you know supply and demand, right? So the more sub peop, the more demand you have, the you can just go up and you know, and you get more confidence in your cuts, you start getting more products. You know that whatever cut that they come in with a picture off of Instagram, you can do, right? You got that confidence. They have the confidence in you. Oh, I know my barber can give me any type of cut that I want. You can start charging a little bit more for your cut, right? So I actually have clients <clears throat> that people ask them where they get their hair cut, and they tell them a different barber because I'm booked out, you know, oh, hey. a portion of the week. Wow. And they literally tell them a different barber because they don't want it to be even more booked out. Wow. <laughs> so... When you're in this position, right, like you're in like a mastery position now of like being a barber, correct? Like I'm working on it. But like you're like a professional now. Like you're like. I got confidence to like I was saying pretty much. Yeah, give like any type of cut. Yeah. So would it be beneficial for you to now land clients that are like the richest dudes around and like roll with them wherever they go? Like I know Kevin Hart, when I was in a movie, I was actually in a movie in Lynn. His barber showed up to with him on set. And he was getting That's a cut dope. on set every single day. That's dope. Like, wouldn't that be fire for you to have, like, one, like, loaded-ass dude that you're just slicing consistently? Absolutely. Um, I would, you know, who knows where it's going to take you, but I would like to have a couple of those dudes to just keep it fresh, right? Instead of just always being with one person. Like, I don't even really like, like, at this point, I'm starting to see different things. And I don't even really, like, want to necessarily be, like, in a shop for too long. Like, I like variety and different faces and meeting new people and stuff you know um but absolutely i want to that's that's the next step once you start building up your clientele in the shop and now you start you're just booked out and you're kind of capped out in the shop right you're like okay i can't really go too much higher on my prices while keeping my clients happy right you're not trying to rape the people that you have such all these strong relationships with right but you're booked out and you're always trying to make more money right it's kind of like that's the next level is starting to Try and attach to people with more money and maybe be their personal barbers, traveling barbers that are willing to pay more money for a cut. So how do you differentiate yourself in that position to other barbers like in the neighborhood or like in the area? Like how do you become that dude in Boston that cuts hair? You just, honestly, man, super simple, bro. You just got to give a dope cut and be a nice guy. If you're a nice guy and you give a dope cut, you can't lose. 
That's it. I know, but how many dudes are doing that, though? You know what I'm saying? Not all. And you got to be consistent. If you're a nice guy with good customer service, consistently in the shop, and you give a dope cut, you can't lose. And and a lot of barbers are missing one of the three, two of the three. To have all three, <clears throat> there is barbers out there that have all three, but like one out of every ten barbers have all three, right? So it's like finding a needle in a haystack. They're out there, the awesome, unbelievable barbers, way better than me are out there. But it is hard to find because it is a saturated. There's barbers everywhere, right? Five on every street. So finding a good, dope barber is hard, but they are out there. They got to hit all three. Be a good guy, give a dope cut, and what's the other one? Be <laughs> give a good guy and be consistent. Consistent, be a good guy, and give a dope you gotta cut. You got to write a book, good. bro. <laughs> they'll be a great guy, be funny, everything, be consistent. They'll be in the shop, but they ain't giving that great of a cut, right? Or they'll be in the shop every day. They'll give a dope cut. But they're kind of like an asshole. People ain't really rocking with him. Even though they're giving a good cut and they're in the shop every day, yeah, he's an asshole. I ain't really going with him, you know? So if you got all three, you can't lose. Simple stuff. And, and would you ever, like, toss in, like, a back rub in there, like, for your clients? You know I want to, like, as someday, open up a shop and have that as an option from a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass, though. Absolutely. You have a couple good. You tell me a lot of guys, uh, guys ain't going to go to the shop just for it, that. Man, I'll get the cut. I just really want to go there for a little cut. I don't even care about the cut. Get the back massage from right after. Absolutely. Well, I know some barbers use, like, a, one of those vibrating massages, like, on their back. You know what I'm talking about? The one in the hand? Oh yeah. no! Well, yeah, they'll Wait. like put one of those in your back yep. when you're like waiting. I'm like, yo, yeah. whoa! I really wish it was a girl that had this. Part. Exactly, this that's why I don't fire. do it. I'm like, it does feel good, but I don't know. It's kind of like guy on guy too much. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you cut female hair ever? Um, I do, but it's this. It's only gonna be if it's kind of the same length as a guy, like how the girls get the undercuts, like and an amber like rose kind of amber rose type of thing, or like they have the long hair, and they shave you know one side of their head, put a design on it or something like that. But the longer hair, I'm not there yet. But I would, I would love to learn it, yeah, at some point. But right now, just mostly short hair, yeah. What, what would it take for you to learn how to do female hair? You got to go back to school? or? Um, so the only difference between a cosmetology license, hairstylist, girls, women's hair, and a barber license is actually the barber license is, I think you can work in a salon with a barber license, but you can't work in a barber shop. With a, salon a, with a salon license because the only difference between the two is the barber license, you're licensed to use a razor blade, the, the, the straight edge. So I think being a – I wouldn't even go back to school for it because you don't learn – they don't teach you nothing in school. They teach you – school I that know. I went to, New England Hair Academy, <laughs> they don't teach you one thing about giving a haircut. Where was your school? <clears throat> but they the teach city? you how to be clean. They All about sweep your station, line up all your stuff, be clean, be clean. But um, in Malden. Malden. Yeah, right, Malden, Malden Center. But so honestly, bro, I so I think with the barber license you can work in the salon. So I wouldn't even go back to school because they don't teach you nothing about giving a haircut. So I would just get a job in a salon if I want to learn women's hair and just learn from all the chicks in the salon. Or you, you know? could, yeah. Like, has anyone ever been like, "Yo, Nick, I would love to intern for you." Just like learn how you. It's slice. so funny, bro. How we were saying a barber can create that atmosphere, right? That even got me wanting to stop being a barber. Um, it's funny, like. The atmosphere that we created in the shop was so dope that it got dudes that I feel never even themselves thought about being a barber. They kind of don't even really value a cut that much, but they like the atmosphere so much that they start, They actually start asking me, like little dudes in like middle school and high school, yo, Nick, you think I should start cutting hair? You, I, I don't know, man. You, you, you guys are just chilling in here, watching sports all day, listening to music. Like this is, the, you know, you, you think I should cut hair? So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
Hey, any questions from the the, the two totally different hairstyles over here? <laughs> what do you call it? The men's casual or the men's normal? And then we got Aquaman. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I... He could be a double fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not really yeah, a question, but just, like, comment oh, on the, the barbershop environment. I I think it's one of the most underrated environments out there, you know? It's just it's a bunch dope. of guys and it's talking dope. about anything that's coming to mind and go there and relax. Like, it's one of the things, one of the few things that guys have that where you can go and just kind of be yourself and... Relax. I don't know if, if you, you have trust any. Your it is, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's a dope. Exactly like you said, it's one of the rare places. Maybe like the only place, man. Yeah. Outside of your house, I'm just, like, where else could you go, Connor? What do you think? What do you guys think? Into the back but of you this could go and really man. just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back of this empty freezing cold warehouse. Yeah, in, here, in, your, in the podcast. Dead ass, Jack. Anything? Um, not at the moment. I mean, sure, I got one. All right, Let's so go, uh, you're talking a little bit about you know. No more uh, lining up on the uh, sideburns. We don't do that. We don't do that square backs no more. We do that taper. Like, what's the trend for 2020? What's gonna be like the haircut of 2020? Oh man, what's everyone fucking with? Like the faux. Like ten years ago, it was the faux hawk. Dead ass. When I was in high school, it was the blowout. Polly D. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you a big Jersey Shore guy, bro? Don't lie to us. (laughs) There was no places in PVD to get cut. How I started even. Knowing about Lou Diamond's the barbershop I started working at was I was in Peabody. I would always be chilling at my best friend's house. His boy was from Everett. We lived in the Peabody. His older brother, his stepbrother, was always at his house with the fresh cut. I'm like, bro, you didn't get that cut in Peabody. Where are you getting those fades at? In Everett. So we started going to Everett. And um, I'll put this on record. So we started going to Everett when I was going back to Peabody High with the cut. Everybody in the school blew like wildfire. <laughs> so I loved it. We packed the... 1970- my boy Chris Wyman had the 1978 sedan Benz. We packed like 15 dudes in there because they all went, Nick, we're coming with you next time you get a cut. We're coming with you next time you get a cut. We packed his 78 Benz with like 15 dudes, went to the barbershop and everything that I recently started going to. Everyone got a cut and it was a wrap. When everyone got back to Peabody High, it was a wrap. Everyone wow. started going to Everett for the cut. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you grew up in Peabody? I grew up in Peabody, yeah. When did your family make the switch to Eastie or like around here? So me and James from Warm Up. Protein coffee. Your brother. Um, <laughs> my brother. By uh, we got different. Uh, yeah, I'm 33. He's like 24 or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, like nine year difference. Yeah. Um, whatever. Me and him got different moms, but the same dad. So when my parents had me first, my mom and my dad separated right after I was born or whatever. And his, I, my dad and his mom got together. Been living ever since. And then he always lived in East Boston. So my parents never lived together. My mom always lived in Peabody. And my dad always lived in East Boston. And, and are you the only kid from the first marriage? Yes. So was that weird for you having like a, a new brother from a new marriage? What was that like? No, nah, I think it's dope. Everyone says that. Oh, what's it? You're an only kid and your, your parents were never together. That's all you know. So I think it's different if like you, because I was so young when my parents separated that that's all I. When was it at birth? Nothing. Um, no, I think it was when I was like five or something. But like my parents separated when I was young too. Same thing. It's like you don't know anything else. You don't really. know anything else. Yeah, my mom lives here. My dad lives here. I go visit him on the weekends. Double Christmas. <laughs> Hug it up, exactly. dog. Yeah. <laughs> they were very uh, great. <laughs> they were very generous on Christmas to uh, my parents because so. you were an only child. Yeah, I know. It was, it was dope. <laughs> and so, what was it like when you found your little bro on the way? It was dope, man. So I always wanted to. Uh, I used to race dirt bikes from like ten to twenty, and uh, so Christmas is coming up speaking of christmas 
<clears throat> my dad picks me up at my house. We're going back to his house in East Boston. It was on the Marsh Road in our Revere. But I remember like it was yesterday. We're on the Marsh Road in Revere going to East Boston, going to his house Christmas time. Nick, I, me- I remember what you said you wanted for Christmas. I'm like, I'm thinking the dirt bike. I'm like, oh my God, I got my first dirt bike coming, right? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, nope. He's like, better than a dirt bike. Ends up being my brother. He's like, you got a brother on your way. Dude, a little baby in a basket, baby. Had me thinking it was a dirt So it was a little let down having the brother, but after it was cool, though. The first time I heard about him, it was a letdown. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, this is a bummer. So, um, when you when you had told your parents that you wanted to be a barber, were they like they were fully supportive? <clears throat> I mean, because you're an ace barber, right? Like you have business, like ready to go. But I think some parents initially would be apprehensive. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they really see it. So my mom was she was with they were with it, but they were like a little hesitant because unless you're working in like a chain barber shop, like which most of most of them aren't right most of them are just small businesses you say chain like a supercuts like a supercuts or something yeah which i wasn't want to didn't want to do because you get paid hourly which is like minimum wage it kind of defeats the point of like going to hair school and cutting hair if you're just gonna make minimum wage right mm-hmm. so they already knew what my plan was to work in like a small business so they they were a little hesitant because you ain't gonna get no benefits right you you gotta file your own taxes. Takes a lot of responsibility, right? Like there's nothing. You're just making cash, and everything is on yourself to file taxes, retirement funds, all that. Like you starting from nothing, right? You like you walk into the shop first day. You got no clientele. You're not making no money. So it's like a they know it's like a s- slow process to build up you're to your even own stop making money. So yeah. So they were like a little hesitant to see if I would take on all the responsibilities of all that stuff. But it's smooth now. It's going 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 dope. So. When did you realize, like, okay, I kind of need a business sense doing this. Like, I'm not just cutting hair. Like, I got to get to the bag. I got to make sure I got consistent clientele. Mm. Because <coughs> I, that's one thing I've taken away from going to Los Primos is, like, yo, these dudes are mad entrepreneurial. They need it to is, keep their, someone in their chair, bro. That's, like. Whatever you put in is what you get out. That's it. If you're not cutting, you're you not making go money. Exactly. If you don't have the clippers in your hand, you're not cutting, you're not making money, right? And so your shop doesn't get mad if you go pop to someone's crib and give a cut. Like, you're totally your, <coughs> your own boss, right? You don't Totally it. your own boss. You just file a uh, 1099, so an independent contract. The mm-hmm. taxes at the end of the year, that's it. So you link up with a cool shop owner, which was, this was my angle coming into the game. Instead of, like I was saying, instead of working at a chain, getting paid hourly or whatever, my angle where I seen I would probably be able to maximize <clears throat> earnings out of it was you get cool with a shop owner, he lets you keep all your money, and every Saturday you just pay rent for the chair, and that's it. You're an independent contractor. You know, you get a key to the shop, you make do whatever you want, just pay your rent on Saturday to the shop owner. What is that it. traditionally in the chair? Um, it's like 500 <clears throat> I'd say in the Boston area, per week 150 150s per week for a chair is is low on the low end right you're probably not going to find it for less than 150 and 250s high so if you're paying 150 you got a deal and if you're paying 250 it's it's maxed out so like 200s 200s average for a chair a week so you're getting like you got to dish out like 600 a month like 600 a month yeah and so what's that like 20 cuts it, say you charging say 20 charging 20 bucks yeah what's that five that's and then 30 six, cuts. 30 with the cuts yeah and so how how long does it take you to get 30 cuts done Two days, three days? 30 cuts. If you cut in 12 a day, yeah, a little less than three days, like two days or something, yeah. So at this point, that's like 20 the, a cut. Like, how many? You did eight cuts today. Yep. How many cuts you got tomorrow? 
So I do online appointments. That's what most of my cuts are coming off of is online appointments. Oh, you got it down. And I got Let's it go, set from Booksy, Nick Testa. Um, I got it set from 12 to 9 on the appointments, right? But I'll come in early if, if everything's filled up and people hitting me, oh, go in early. You know, the appointments are all filled up on the app. Can you, can you take me or whatever? I'll go, it's set up on the app from 12 to 9 in hour increments, right? So hour each cut, 12 to 9. So that's 9 on the app, but then I'll stay late. I'll stay after 9 or I'll come in at before 12, you know, if it's all filled up. Me and you going to talk after this, bro, but I'm going to get you linked up with the big rapper studio. In Somerville. Let's do it, bro. Yeah. You know, you know how, What's going on over there? Well, they got big artists coming in there all the time, bro. You know how fire it would be if he could go post over there and give all these rappers cuts? They would love it in the studio. Good ass. Great idea. Hell yeah. Bro. I got you, like bro. Like you said, bro. Nice guy. Good cut. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Oh, there's not and really the, more It's to the it, motor, bro. It's on go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneur. I love um, it. <laughs> getting to the bag, bro. Like you said, not to, if you were going to fire another question, but... No, bro, once you, like, you brings it back to the confidence, bro. Once you start making the money and you start seeing, like, wait a second, like, I hear these dudes out here, like, like any job, any job you work in, like, they're, like, happy-go-lucky over, like, a dollar raise a week, right? A dollar, oh, my God, I got a dollar raise, right? So if you work in 40-hour work week, you got a dollar raise. That's $40 before taxes, right? $40 a week you happy-go-lucky over, which is, which is awesome, right? But I'm, I'm sitting there, like, wait a second. $40 before taxes, you're happy-go-lucky. I could just stay an extra hour and make that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing, like, it's it's so dope how you can really, it's not the top of the food chain, but it's dope how you can really just, like, whatever you put in is what you get out, you know? Like, you can- There's no ceiling. There's no ceiling. And then, you know, once you start capping off yourself, you start thinking about opening up your own shop and, you know- and You could do it right now if you wanted, like, no hate to your- Yeah, once you see, like- once you got those three things down, man, and you just think, man, I could just put this into the barbers that I bring into my shop, show them the blueprint. There's a, it's the blueprint, the three things, consistent, good guy, good cut, and you just pass it on to your barbers, and it, it's easy. But where does yeah. good real estate come into play? Like, you're in Everett. Mm-hmm. You're probably making way bigger bag if you had something in Back Bay, right? <clears throat> I think. With all these corporate You can dudes? make it happen anywhere. Bro, you can make it happen anywhere, right? Like, if you grind and you can make anything happen. But I think the. My formula, my recipe, when I think about opening my own shop a little bit and I think of where I would put it, I think you got to just be in that perfect blend, right, of, of high population but good money, right? So usually, like, the high-populated places are low-income, right? And the low-populated places, like spread-out houses and stuff, is all the high-income money, right? You don't want to be in a place where there's not a lot of people, but, yeah, everyone there has a lot of money, but there's not a lot of people to come into your shop, Right. But then I feel like you don't also want to be in this super highly populated place that you're going to get a lot of cuts. It's going to, The shop's going to be rocking all day long, but nobody has money to you know, kind of pay for a cut. So you're just going to be like conveyor belting people with, you know, for cheap haircuts all day, like just burning yourself out, right? You got to kind of find that, bal- that's, that balance between popu- a populated area and like decent income, right? People mm-hmm. in the area, which I think like Somerville in the Boston area, like Somerville, Cambridge is that spot. Well, I was going to say, what about the seaport? Like some like real exquisite <laughs> seaport, shit in the yeah. seaport. Because, yeah. So that's where Chris works. Yep. All these Hell corporate yeah, dudes love just having the same, although at least white corporate dudes love having <laughs> the same. regular. Exactly. <laughs> 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 but imagine just rifling through those men's <laughs> regulars, bro. With all get, the bread. Yeah, with a $50 cut. I know. And no, the seaport's dope, too, because it's just coming up right now, right? It's 2020. That's when the podcast is going on right now. 
So if you make a name, if you establish yourself right now, like, yeah, like you're going to be there forever. And you just, yeah, if you start now, if you open something in Seaport, I was thinking that, absolutely. And there's not, a, I think there's only like one or two down there right now. Yeah, and people are paying area. like 50 bucks a cut there, too. Bucks, so. for easy cuts, scissor on top, yeah, yeah. snip, snip, snip. <laughs> That's literally what I ask for. <laughs> <laughs> like when Jack and I, um, like Jack used to go to this place, what's it called, the Barber Shack? I don't know what you're talking about. Barber Den, like right near your pops' office. Oh, uh, Boston Barbers. And he'd be he'd blow a bag over there. He'd blow like 35 for the cut, but he'd be like, yo, that's yeah. that exquisite cut. Sometimes consumers, when they spend an extra, they feel like their haircut's fresher, even though it might even be the same thing. <clears throat> yup. Um, it's not even about the cut, bro. Like we were saying, like a, a barber shop such an intimate place, dope place to just be. Mm. Like I've seen like Bob is not even giving that good of cuts, but the atmosphere of the shop is so dope that people will go. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a bunch of different elements, you know? And, like, that is one of them, too. Like, they think, people think like that, right? Just because they're paying more for something, it's it's better, right? Then it goes with a haircut, too. Yeah. Who did, Who's the celebrity that everyone, like, notably, he gets, like, a $500 lineup a day? Who was that? From Can, around here? No. Is it Kanye, maybe? Uh, Someone gets like an expensive. <coughs> you said Kevin Hart earlier. I thought he was getting haircuts every day too. He, yeah, no, his boy was on set when, yeah. when I was in that movie. I mean, I'm sure they all are. Like the basketball players, they, there's barbers in those clubhouses and all. Uh, that I stuff would get too. one every day. Yeah. If good, bro. I think it would be great. Yeah. You said Jack. Jack, you go to Boston Barbers. I, I did when I had <laughs> short hair. When you had, is that the one in the North End? Yeah. North there's end. a couple locations. It's pretty dope over there's there. There's like three locations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why you free? Why do you bro? like it over there, Jack? <laughs> Why I like it? Why do you like it? Um, dope ass atmosphere. Yeah. The place is like uh, designed really well. Small barbershop too. It's like not overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. like just kind of like a hole in the wall kind of spot. Um, There's one over here too. Everything's all There's everything's all blacked out, kind of like this room. Yeah, like real sleek. And you know, TV's going. Everyone's cool atmosphere. Chat, chat. They have a crazy atmosphere. Cool. Yeah, they the have people, there, give you yeah, a the good people that work there are crazy. Like crazy funny, like yeah. entertainment the whole fucking time because yeah. they're just arguing, talking well, shit, sports, women, sports, women. <laughs> it's hilarious. I used to have Floyd's on my birthday, the chain barber shop. I didn't know it was a chain, but it's more like an exquisite <laughs> chain to a supercuts, right? I've actually never been literally inside of it, but I drive by it on Mass Ave and I look inside and it has all the posters on the wall yeah. and stuff, right? Um, I don't really know. I think. I don't even think they're barbers, bro. I think they're, like, I know in sports cuts and super cuts, places like that, like the chains, are they don't have their barber license, bro. They have their cosmetology license. They don't They don't use the razor. I don't know. Does Floyd use the razor on you? Have you ever been there? Yeah, no, they can't use the razor there. They can't use the razor. They're not even barbers, bro. They're cosmetologists, but they market it as a barber shop. But growing up, I would go to this spot up the street from my dad's crib called Santarpio's. He's old Italian, dude. And I haven't been able to get it since. But instead of using like an alcohol or a cream on your edges with the straight blade, he would yeah. use hot soap. People still do that? That's dope. It did it, was it, it was a came dispenser. out of the dispenser, yeah, right? It was yep. fire. <laughs> um I don't have one. <clears throat> but that's actually a, a dope thing. They had it at Baba School. And I just like never ended up getting one. But um I know exactly what you're talking about and that it gives a dope shave, right? Yeah, what what's the benefit to that over like using an alcohol? Um it's just hot, right? It comes out of the machine all hot, so mm-hmm. it's gonna soften your skin when you put it on. You rub it on. It's instead of just like using like shave gel out of a bottle or something, which is cold out of the bottle room temperature or whatever. That's a hot lather, so it's gonna soften your skin more. So like when you shave your face or if you shave in the shower, using all the hot water, that's gonna soften your skin and make the blade go across and give a smoother, easier shave on your skin. 
So listen, you're a well exfoli- well exfoliated young man, right? You look good, bro. What you as well. What what cosmetics should dudes our age use? <laughs> like for both their hair and their skin on their face. Oh man, there's a but twenty twenty man, GQ, there's men's skincare and health and everything is like really starting to become the industry's blowing going crazy, right? Like guys are starting to care about themselves more, right? It's not mm-hmm. like this like kind of always oh, like he's taking care of himself is he metrosexual it's not even like that no more like you got to keep up with Being yourself fruity to compete out there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go you i've got, always been this way you gotta you gotta look good to right you look good feel good absolutely yeah so what do you personally use um i you oh man i use all different type of stuff bro but i was using for like my whole life until the past couple of years bro i was using just like dove white soap on my face bro which is terrible bad soap on your face is terrible <laughs> man get a face wash get a body wash for your body get a face wash for your face um you know use Basic like an exfoliator wash. like a scrub once or twice a week right um the exfoliator the scrub once or twice a week use a face wash for your face don't use a body wash for your face don't use a bar soap for your face a face wash for your face i think it's the most important thing that a lot of guys don't do and make sure you use a moisturizer after too. Moisturizer is the key. What about for, for the your hair? skin and for your hair? There's a million products out there, bro. Um, you gotta just kind of kind of find something that you like. Um, what's the name of the one? Baxter Finley. Baxter Finley is from a dope baba out in uh, California that um was on like one of those like reality like dating shows, bro. I forget um like Rock of Love or something. It wasn't Rock of Love, I don't know. But um anyways, he's a barber on Cali and his product line is Baxter Finley. And like that's what you on use? all the YouTube videos and stuff that I be watching, like everyone swears by him. So yeah. Baxter that's what a lot Finley. of a lot of the dudes be using. I think like they don't even sell it in stores, so you gotta order it online. Like I think it comes straight from his barber shop, Baxter Finley. Dude, given your brother's expertise and product and retail you should just start up a cosmetic line bro start something small he knows how to sell it i know right i know i was i I actually was i thought of that before but i I don't know bro the the cap like there's no cap on that once it um like the scalability on that that's that's honestly why i would i would just do that for the money there's not really no passion in that that's why i haven't done it already but it'd be i bet you like building your own brand and stuff i mean we talked about you even starting your own barber podcast we did. What you going to help me with? I would love to, bro. You I know, think it would be great. This this setup is dope, bro. I'm loving it. Dude, you would love it. Just interview <laughs> the people in your chair. Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. All I got to hey, bro, bro, you all... happy, bro? <laughs> <laughs> bro, the shit they talk about, I don't think they want it on film, bro. Yeah. The shit they talk, right? Dead but, ass. Bro, I, would, I would make it work, though. They, I'd make them feel comfortable. I'd be like, man, this is getting put on a podcast. It's going to be dope. All right, all right. <laughs> so do you have, you have regulars now, right? You got, do you have anyone that pops over once a week? Um... Bro, most of my clientele comes like once a week, bro, yeah? Pretty much like all my clientele comes like once a week at the most, twice a week. Ah, once every two weeks. And you're stoked when you get someone new, right? Love it, bro. Yeah, I I know before it was like, I'm like, oh, I hope this guy comes back. I hope this guy comes back when I was like building up. And now it's like, man, I love just seeing new faces, you know? Mm Because it's just like, I know I got all my regulars now. So when someone new comes in, it's dope, you know? Getting their vibe and everything, you know? And then trying to, I always ask, oh, where were we going before? You know, oh, yeah, oh, why are you coming here, right? You feel fill them out and see, like, their whole situation, like, it's dope, you know, getting to know someone new. You're hearing some rumors about the, the barber mill. You hear what's going on in the city with other barbers. Yeah, and then, you know, through them telling you why they're coming to you now, now you know what to watch out for, and, you know, like... It is one interesting business where it's entirely word to mouth. You know what I'm saying? There's no way, like, if you put up a billboard for your shop, mm-hmm. you might get a couple people who are desperate... 
but no one's going to be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go there. It's got to be totally like someone referring you. That's what's completely dope, though, about social media is it on social media is like word of mouth, right? Like the proof is in the pudding. You can't I mean, Photoshop and stuff like that. But I mean, besides that social media, that's what's so, it's so crazy. Bobber and game like this. It's so easy to blow up in anything, right? Because of social media. So you just pump your stuff word of mouth. But then if you just keep putting your content and pushing it on social media and you're giving a good cut, people are going to see it. And what works you for get you? Get booked up easy. What platform? Um, I think Instagram's the best, bro, right? Because for a baba, because it's just pictures and videos, and that's what people want to see. They want to see the proof is in the pudding. So before social media, right, you were a baba, how you, you got it, you handing out business cards, right? You're going out there, you grinding, handing out business cards, walking down the street, telling everyone to come to the shop, like you said, word of mouth, but there's no proof in the pudding with word of mouth, right? So you're just going off of word of mouth. You don't see nothing. But now, social since we got social media, you give them your social media, they, they literally see your cuts, and they're like, man, like, this dude's either doing it or he isn't. They're going to come. They they already know what they're going to get. But they can't like, really tell if you're a good dude on social media. That's what your client's got to do for do you. Do the haircut pictures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, word of mouth, absolutely. But, you know, then you can make, like, other little, run little ads, show your personality too on it. And, okay. Yeah. You go, yeah, show all the sides. You show your cuts, show yourself on it. Yeah, like you're saying, you can't show yourself on it, but you should show, show yourself on it. Be transparent, yeah. I feel you. Hey, any questions? Oh, that was dope. I'll have to hear about it. <laughs> so, so listen, for anyone tuning in, I actually think we're probably going to cut the camera, cut the audio, set up and do two files and send, send them to Spielberg. Right. But as a one, did you enjoy yourself? I did, bro. I enjoyed <laughs> it a lot, bro. It was great. <laughs> um, what we're going to do now is we're going to put Nikki Buckets to the test, and I'm going to get one of these East Boston fades slash lineups, <laughs> and I'm down for it. Bro, I've been looking at your hair the whole time like I could dice this dude up <laughs> but listen we're doing no scissors on top i'm just gonna let everybody know beforehand <laughs> he really wants to give you the scissors <laughs> i like keeping it long up top so i want to get like the length on top? i want to get a one yeah fade i want i want everything crispy with the straight blade you want a one on the sides tight one on the sides yep okay fade and it up fade maybe hit me with that taper that you do in the back okay and i want these lines straight with a straight blade. Very simple cut. What line straight? <clears throat> Talk the, to me. The sides. Straight, straight blade. Back, okay. straight blade. I noticed at the uh, GDP hustle, you had a, you had what I was saying, the, the square back, bro. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Let's what does that mean? I'm like, a, let's, let's do the table, <laughs> bro. All right, we'll try it. It looked good, but let's try the fading it off. Let's do it. Yeah. But up top, we're not touching it. <laughs> I think it looks good, bro. That's why, I don't, they, that's why they call no, me Johnny Flame is because what I, I got going on up here, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> swagging on. I, I like, I like that. Swagging on, bro. No, nonetheless, <laughs> this is what we'll do. This is how we start and end the episode. Yep. You say, hey. Actually, should we do this in the chair? What do you mean? We'll just do it now to make Spielberg's life easy. Okay. You say, hey, I'm Nick Testa, and this is my golden hour. <laughs> Directly after... No break. You say, hi, I'm Nick Testa, and that was my golden hour. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and that was. You got it, bro. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, dog. Look at this camera. <laughs>